Today, the mainstream media malpractice on the Buffalo shooting continues. Twitter bias is exposed and by viewer request, a conversation about 2000 mules. We've got all of that and more and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and we've got the dynamic duo back in studio. We've got Yaku Buyans, host of The Bottom Line and Eric July, host of For Canon's Sake. Both of these gentlemen are of course pleased to be contributors but you need to be subscribed to their content. You don't want to miss it. By the way, Eric, I think I need to... Uh, <laughs> This is what happened yesterday when oh, I wasn't here. This is, oh, I was man. I was told to give this to you, the swear jar. Uh, this is, I this is he Eric's, dropping some bombs. This is Eric's swear jar. I deserve this. A little bit. You do. <laughs> yesterday, was, yeah, yesterday was it was one of those days. So hey, sad I you, missed it. Well, yeah. I'll, we'll take the swear jar uh, as opposed to like a uh, angry management email. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I didn't get an email, to be yeah. fair. So I'll take this over the email. So, <laughs> that works for me. Um, so <laughs> yesterday we, of course, covered the Buffalo shooter, his manifesto, uh, you know, really digging into the things that the mainstream media was not sharing with you, the mm. things like he was authoritarian left. Uh, well, I should say he described himself yes. as authoritarian left, uh, eco-fascist, national socialist. Um, he didn't say that he was, he said he did not consider himself to be religious. Um, he thought that more gun control like should happen. Uh, very anti-Semitic, which like there is there is one party that is constantly saying anti-Semitic things. And uh, there is one party who's constantly defending Israel. I'll let you guys do the math on which is which. Um, but the mainstream media continues to just go all in uh, in trying to portray this guy as like a a figurehead of Republicans. I know Rolling Stone magazine uh, published an article that call, literally called him a mainstream Republican. Um, and, you know, you would think that maybe as they got deeper into this manifesto, maybe even read it for themselves, no. maybe, maybe once they informed themselves, they would kind of change their tone. Not so. Not so. Let's listen to uh, Don Lemon, who still is trying to blame Tucker Carlson and Fox News. Uh, and they're trying to convince you that this great replacement conspiracy is being peddled by mainstream Republicans. Uh, let's listen to that. Who believes in the great replacement theory? The false belief that white Americans are being replaced by people of other racist even if the gunman wasn't influenced by certain people, right? Even let's just say he wasn't influenced by certain people. Okay. Boy, they sure are humming the same tune in unison. We've never seen demographic change like this. It's roughly the equivalent of a brand new city of Chicago every year. A city populated entirely by poor people with limited education who can't speak English. And the question is, how is it good for America? Calling it out and calling them out is not political. It's not political. It's just the truth. <laughs> what they're trying to do is stop you from criticizing them. This guy is so bad. I feel like I'm yeah. going to break out in hives every time I watch him because mm -hmm. it just like it gives me a tick. Um, they are literally trying to bring in an entirely new demographic. I mean, they <laughs> like they brag about it. A nation. 
Well, look at New York City is now allowing it. New York is allowing illegal immigrants to vote in local elections. Mm -hmm. It now it's somehow a hateful, hate mongering conspiracy theory that mainstream Republicans are pushing by pointing out that the left has continually pushed for these open borders that we have now. Uh, while, by the way, record levels of you know uh, fentanyl, drugs, and human trafficking is taking place. But you're just supposed to, I guess, I don't know, like. Pretend like none of this is going on because you might be misconstrued as buying into some stupid theory that no one really buys into. They're just reporting the actual facts. I, like Every time I think that the left can't gaslight us more, they go off and do something like this. And I'm like, oh, it does get worse. Cool. There, there is no, uh, there's no floor for them. They just keep getting lower. No, I say it always. When you align with Satan, there is no bottom. Yeah. I mean, literally, it ends in hell. Uh, that's how deep it goes. But it's, it's ironic that Don Lemon wants to talk about truth when they consider everything on earth to be fluid. So they have no truth. Also, um, this is an individual who self-identified as certain things. And I thought if you affirm as something today that we must believe you. Right. So he affirmed that he was certain things, which was not Republican. But all of a sudden, because he's a white guy mm -hmm. affirming a certain things, that doesn't count. Mm -hmm. They can reaffirm for him yeah. and redefine. But his own writing, his own words about himself affirming, I am this. Yeah. Here's my list in a 180-page document. They go, no, no, no. We, we don't think that's who you were. We think you're a Trumpanite. We think you're, you're a Trumper. Why? Because your skin is white. Mm -hmm. he, was further, he actually accused Fox of being conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that's what's funny too. He because, himself. Yeah, he, he, and he makes it a point to call out Fox News, but also very, very, I think, uh, we'll get into this later on, but like to a very detailed level explain that he was radicalized and got these views not from Fox News at all, but from all of these websites that he was on. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to understand how this could be anything but completely intentional gaslighting. Well, again, it, it, they saw an opportunity and they wanted to utilize that in order to perpetuate. I said this yesterday, a narrative that it doesn't matter if it's actually true. Mm. It's what they need to be true in order for them to advance what it is that they want to advance. And in this case, it's demonizing who they view as their political enemies. Yeah. They can't directly say, and he even kind of does that in this video where he's like, okay, let's say that he okay. wasn't, they can't, they right. know that. They right. know they, they can't just make a direct claim and say, you are responsible for this, or you view this way. They have to go this roundabout way to try to attach you to some of the evils that happen in this, in this world. Which is why, you know, I look at like, uh, you know, people that are on the quote unquote right, and it's interesting that stuff like this happens and, you know, there's always this conversation going on between like figureheads within that community. I always find that interesting because you get people trying to like denounce things out, denounce each other. I remember mm -hmm. we were doing this with January 6th uh, as well. And I would I would view that. And I was like, man, you know, who never does that The left. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Never. We've had obviously at, Open leftists, this was one, uh, ironically enough, open leftists, I mean, they'd gone as far as to actually shoot up baseball games uh, mm -hmm. with actual politicians right. uh, that are there. They've, they've gone and done that. But they don't fall over themselves to condemn these sorts of actions at all. But they expect it from the other side. And what it is is, is that they understand that there is a set of standards 
that folks that are not them abide by. And this mm-hmm. isn't something that just uh, applies to like with who they deem as uh, conservative, which is why they lump everybody to the right of Bernie Sanders in the same box anyway. Yeah. It's that people that aren't one of them have a set of standards. Can we utilize that against them to advance what we want to advance ideologically? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it works. And this is why we try to fix our minds to be like, why? Wait a minute. They don't do that. Or we're like, why? Why are they being so inconsistent? Because to them, the ends is all that matters. Yeah. If they have to drag you through the mud, your name tie you to the, the, the worst people in the world. Like the fact that like the term Nazism is just used so so loosely these days to their political enemies goes to show how these people are. They're dirty. They're just dirty as all get out. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter. He could have wrote. I was influenced by Karl Marx and it wouldn't have mattered. No, it wouldn't have mattered at all. At all. He saw a white guy and that was it. It's an opportunity. That's all it is. It's an opportunity to pull the race card again, and they will not let it slip by. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's ironic because this is a party that will pounce on any opportunity. The real conversation that should be had is that this guy was interviewed a year ago for an hour and a half by the FBI, right? Yeah. Joe Biden's FBI did not follow through on this. Joe Biden's woke FBI allowed this guy on the street. Joe Biden's woke FBI did not put him in front of a jury that said, hey, you need some mental health support. They didn't put him on their list. This is on you, man. It's on your administration. Which which this is. And and wasn't it that he said that one of his goals at school was to to commit a murder suicide? was why the FBI was uh, called to investigate He wrote about it. That's why they came out. And I always say this, when crazy people threaten something, they're probably going to do it. Right, right. But, I mean, isn't that so often what we see? Uh, We saw it in, um, what was it, in Florida, uh, Parkland. We Mm. saw it so, so often that... They call for uh, tighter and tighter restrictions and gun control. But if you look at the reasons why this happened, it's always the existing bureaucracies that have failed. Like there there were warning signs. And if these bureaucracies would have acted the way that they should have and followed through on all of these on all of these flags, there are already red flags. If they would have followed through on all of these red flags, then none of these things would have happened. And somehow we're supposed to believe that if you give them more control and more right. restrictions that it's going to somehow uh, end in them actually being able to follow through on all of this and somehow do what they're supposed to do. It's I mean, maddening. Look at where it took place and look where often they do take place in these areas that, you know, folks generally understand that they aren't armed, at least most people there. There might be one yeah. person you got to take yeah. out, but if that's it, that's it. And, and they understand that. So these levels of there's so many rules in the books. Remember I said yesterday I would love for us to get like on the offensive. Mm-hmm. That's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Yes. It's that there's already right now so many amounts of just uh, uh, regulations, laws that hinder the ability of the uh, American citizen to be able to arm himself, mm-hmm. which to me. We could have they could have as strict as they possibly want to have it and it wouldn't stop anything. Ultimately, I made this statement yesterday. It's going to be up to the individual to protect themselves at the end of the day. It's not going to be the state. It's not going to be their agents and the police. It's not going to be any of them when it's all said and done and the crap hits the fan. That's not even what the police does anyway. The police don't save any. They're they're a response agency. That's all really it is that when it when it hits the fan there and there's not like a police officer like I could summon and rub on a lamp and a genie or something. He comes. That's not how, how it works. Ultimately, if you're in a spot and it hits the fan, 
You are going to be responsible for your own well-being and the people that are around you. Mm -hmm. And they don't want their reliance in the individual relying on themselves. What they want is you to look into them to save them, even though they Absolutely. know they know damn well that they can't do it anyway. No, but it's, it's about that dependency. But that justifies them growing government. Yep. That justifies them putting you under their thumb, which helps them with the new world order, which drives them into socialism. How in the world, if you take away every gun in America, are you going to keep America? Americans safe when you've got a border wide open where the cartel is, uh, cartel is running both sides of the border. Heck, we were fired upon in the U.S. by the cartel. It's a, it's a, it's a joke. I, I ask Americans to please stop listening to these idiots. That I mean, it's idiotic thinking. And think for yourself logically as if it's your home. If you leave the doors open and you don't arm yourself, what then? What yeah. does that make sense? I mean, would you leave the back door of your country, which is not a back door? It's 1,941 miles of Texas border. Yeah. That's 2,000 miles of border. That's wide open. And I don't care what Governor Abbott says. We don't have a border. Yeah. Uh, I, so we keep talking about the left blaming Tucker Carlson for this, despite no evidence to prove that that is the case. And uh, in fact, despite evidence to prove the contrary, I want to let Tucker Carlson who talked about this yesterday? I want to uh, I want to let him just uh, give his own summary of all of this. Watch. But what he wrote does not add up to a manifesto. It is not a blueprint for a new extremist political movement, much less the potential inspiration for a racist revolution. Anyone who claims that it is is lying or hasn't read it. Instead, Gendron's letter is a rambling pastiche of slogans and internet memes, some of which flatly contradict one another. The document is not recognizably left-wing or right-wing. It's not really political at all. The document is crazy. It's the product of a diseased and organized mind. At one point, Gendron suggests that Fox News is part of some global conspiracy against him. He writes like the mental patient he is, disjointed, irrational, paranoid. Now that's true, not that it makes the atrocities he committed easier to bear. If your daughter was murdered on Saturday in Buffalo, you wouldn't care why the killer did it or who he voted for. But the truth about Peyton Gendron does tell you a lot about the ruthlessness and dishonesty of our political leadership. And now you see why there are so many more Americans watching Tucker than watching Don Lamont over on CNN uh, or MSNBC. And I guess I could say now Jen Psaki over at MSNBC. Did you guys see, I know we gotta go to break, did, but did you guys see um, <laughs> the other day when Tucker had uh, Tulsi Gabbard on and he was talking about Dan, Dan Crenshaw and he called him Patch McCain? Oh, that's what he is. <laughs> I nearly Golly. lost my mind. <laughs> that's what he is. He comes hey. up with so much it's good about, content. I'm, and like his his lower thirds, they he, they always they like do. write something that yeah. just they're so sassy. And I'm like, man, I don't know if that's him or if that's a really good producer, but it is funny. Uh, all right, we've got it. Let's go to break and we'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Uh, so look, the DHS is now creating a department, you know this, the, the Ministry of Truth, the department designed to combat disinformation. You never know what 
is next. Free speech is obviously under attack, which is why we are proud to support Patriot Mobile. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Uh, Patriot Mobile is passionate about free speech, your constitutional rights, plus they offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. You're going to get the same great service. They all share the same cell towers. Uh, it's 2022, by the way, as well, so it's really easy to port your number over if you want to keep your number, if you want to change it. Whatever you want to do with Patriot Mobile, they've got you covered. They've got plans to fit any budget. And uh, they, by the way, they have uh, discounts for first responders and veterans uh, if you are one of those people. They share your values and support organizations fighting for things like religious freedom, constitutional rights, and sanctity of life. You got to go there, patriotmobile.com slash news. You can get free activation with the offer code news. Guys, we have got to start supporting these conservative companies that are giving an alternative so we can stop giving our dollars to people who hate us. You can do that at patriotmobile.com slash news. The left is just never-ending, just memeing themselves, I think. And uh, that happened again when Representative Eric Swalwell, yes, this is, in case you were wondering, this is the same man who farted on live television. And you may also be wondering, <laughs> Eric Swalwell, wait, is he? Yes, it is the guy who banged a Chinese spy, Eric Swalwell. Yes, one and the same, Representative Eric Swalwell, who took to Twitter to give this insufferable, completely false tweet. He said, my four-year-old just FaceTimed to ask what I'm doing uh, to help the people in Buffalo. And why did the bad man do this? Absolutely gutting. This cannot be his normal. It's time to ban assault weapons. Hashtag end gun violence. So I read this and I'm like, okay, so one of two things, well, possibly two things are true, but at least one of two things are true. You're either a horrible father for mm -hmm. allowing your son access to news that would right. talk about things like that because children have no business yep. uh, even being in adult world, or you're just a complete liar. So as I'm saying, he is still a complete liar. He could also be a horrible parent as well. In fact, he probably is. But just something tells me that this is just completely, absolutely made up. Well, one, he's a horrible parent, but not just him, because if his son, in fact, FaceTimed him at four, yeah. I have kids those ages, it's probably his significant other that put the child up to it. Right, right. And word cursed and verbal vomited in the child's ear about the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Horrible parenting. But what do you expect from a guy that sleeps with spies, <laughs> sells America out in the bedroom, thinks he's James Bond? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, those stories are always hilarious to me, the whole, uh, I was my child, because what they do yeah, is try, right. yeah. Yeah. everybody has sympathy for children, right? Yeah. So they try oh, to yeah. funnel their No, narrative. not when they're in the wombs. Oh, well, they no, don't no, have no. any sympathy well, for the children different. when they're in the that, wombs. That's completely different. Again, it's all about political expediency here. <laughs> that's and those, right. those unborn children are not politically expedient, but this one is. Yeah. So they funnel their own narrative, whatever they believe, through those uh, children and say, make up some story. We hear this every single yeah. uh, like event that we're talking about. This is what they go on about. It's my young aged child said this to me and it's like this uber sophisticated thing that a four year three year old three or four year old they ain't they ain't even formulating those types of sentences let alone thinking about or that they're just copying what dad uh, says yeah, through the house yeah 50 ex exactly times over. so uh, like yeah just repeating what it is yeah. he said so 
I don't believe the story at all. I mean, I don't believe any of it. Every time I see those, I'm like, yeah, that, that, that's bull crap. That, definitely considering, again, you're talking about these sorts of events that a four-year-old has, that's out, out of their wit. They can't even conceptualize, right. like, what that actually means. No. And definitely the political stuff uh, surrounding that. There's no way a four-year-old yeah. can sell unless yeah. they're uh, some sort of prodigy. And considering that he's the one that produced them, there ain't no way <laughs> that that's what, what we're dealing with right now. <laughs> so he didn't look. He was on a roll, I guess, uh, Eric oh. Fartwell. He uh, tweeted out about the California shooting that we covered yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so he was retweeting Shannon Watts, who's just a peach, who said, police say a group of churchgoers tackled the Laguna Woods gunman, hogtied his legs with an extension cord, and removed his weapons after he killed one person and wounded four others during an Orange County congregation. And uh, he retweeted that and said, sorry, House GOP, that the parishioners hogtied your boy. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Um, so it was an Asian uh, church, and the, the issue apparently was like... Uh, in, in California. And it's right. probably unlikely that that person votes GOP. Mm. Like, right. it's probably a... Ten times out of ten, if you, I think, if, if you're given those kind of parameters, that ain't that person ain't voting for no no and Republican. He was, and he was attacking a Taiwanese church. Yep. Like this was so the fact that this guy would jump to, oh, I guess this is an, another GOP uh, member is just interesting because these are the same people who call for uh, me to be displatform, uh, deplatformed. Because I say things like transgenderism is a mental illness, they say that's hate speech. That's hate speech. That's hate speech. But you can't. But you, uh, apparently, you're allowed to be yeah. Eric Swalwell and completely blame an entire subset of people uh, for a completely unrelated incident. Well, I, I, no I repercussions. Just, yeah, I would just put it back on them. I would say they're the ones that made him go to the church by endorsing people to show up at churches and protest abortions and telling people to go stand outside Supreme Court justices' houses. So we can turn it on them and saying, well, this is your insurrection speech calling for violence, sending them to churches to walk into, you know, accosting and, you know, you know, abusing, you mm -hmm. know, churchgoers. So mm -hmm. maybe it's on you. Look, they'll spin it anyway because they don't get, they get away with it. Yeah. They, what is the repercussion, the true repercussion that they faced from just making crap up? None. 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 There's Absolutely none. none. They've suffered like, no element, not an economic, not, not so, so what deters none. you? This is why I love corporal punishment, where I come from. You, you feel it, you start thinking, man. Yeah. You start thinking, maybe I don't want to do that again. There's nothing for them. I, I, I want to get to, um, before we have to go to break, I do want to get to another Project Veritas expose. This time it was on Twitter. Uh, you may recall back in 2016, Jack Dorsey had told Matt Lauer that Twitter definitely does not censor users except for any sort of dangerous, illegal content. Well, Project Veritas just proved that to be a complete lie, which we all knew. Right. We all knew it, but it's nice to have it confirmed, uh, vindicated. No, you're not crazy. This has been going on. Uh, they exposed a bunch of employees at Twitter and this Twitter employee uh, or employees admitted to censoring only conservatives. Here's that exchange. Twitter does not believe free speech. Said Twitter does not believe in free speech. We weren't really operating in the capitalist mode. We were very socialist. Like we're all like calm as we're all uh, it does not make sense, like because we're actually censoring the right, not the left. So if everyone on the right wing will be like, bro, it's okay to say, you just gotta tolerate it. Uh, the left will be like, no, I'm not gonna tolerate it. I need a censor, or else I'm not gonna be in the So it, it does double right, 
I don't know the two parties can truly coexist on one platform. What do your colleagues say about like? They hate it. Oh my god, I'm at least like okay with it, but some of my colleagues are like super left, 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 left. What do they say? They're, they're like, this will be my last day if it happens. I mean, great. Go find another job. Good luck to you. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Incredible. That's kindly said, ma'am. <laughs> well, I'm just trying not. I don't want. I want Eric to keep that swear jar. I don't. Well, want he's it. he's ba he's batting a thousand. He's gonna yeah, he's yeah. gonna make it well, through the show. That's true. But like <laughs> this, I think what's important to pick up from that video, what you just saw, is again what the point that I made. I think it was in a previous segment about how they use the values of the other side yes. really yeah. against them. Yes. Like they will yep. they'll coexist. They have no problem. Folks on this side does. But I know folks will look at it like, well, it's just one guy, even though he's sort of senior engineer, blah, blah, blah. He could just be saying anything. But this is certainly in line with what we picked up. We've mm -hmm. seen like the uh, polling uh, numbers with or rather who they, the employees for Twitter and where they lean in terms of who they donate uh, their money to. Yes. And it's like o over 95 percent uh, uh, Democrat. Of course, we know that they're that they're leftist. And when you have that work environment. No matter what your intention is, that bias is going to show mm -hmm. itself. It's going to lend itself. You're not even uh, in the interest of hiring people that are on the other side. What the hell else did you think that you were going to get? Yeah. So even if if you thought there was just some rogue Twitter employee that's just saying whatever to impress that chick because he thinks she's a, a left. They're slanted, too. Mm -hmm. So that is far more likely to be the case. And I think that's just him saying the truth out loud as opposed to just simply some rogue employee just saying whatever. But we can corroborate it, Eric, and he's corroborating it. It's societal indicators, right? They're talk He's talking about a culture. He's not even talking about, when I look at that, occurrences. He's addressing a culture that's in Twitter, but that's the same culture in Target. In Starbucks, it says we'll pay our employees to go to another state to go get an abortion. They have more Sony it, this it's morning. The, it's the same culture. So he's addressing a culture that was in Twitter, probably from the get-go, that now Elon is trying to change, but they're revolting against, obviously, internally, because, again, there would be repercussions. So, no, I look at that and go, yeah, we feel it in culture. We can, we yeah. can say, yes, that's factual. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Healthy Cell. So a lot of you out there, there's like 240 million Americans who are taking their supplements daily in pill form, but you don't realize this, you're not getting the results that they promise because you're not absorbing the nutrients properly when it's in pill form. Don't do that. There's a new type of dietary supplement that absorbs into your body far, far better. It's called Healthy Cell. It's an ingestible gel that not only tastes great, but it has 165% more absorption than pills. It uses this new technology. It's called Microgel to deliver maximum absorption. Uh, by the way, if you are taking the pills, it's not just that you're not absorbing it. They contain a bunch of synthetic ingredients. They've got binding glues, fillers, coatings. It can irritate the lining of your stomach. Don't do that. We use Healthy Cell over at our house. Uh, they've got a ton of different things. They've got um, uh, vitamins, just your, your daily multivitamin. They've got uh, things to help you sleep. They've got things to help you focus. And they're all made of gut-healthy ingredients like soluble fiber fiber, citrus pectin, uh, acacia gum, water. It's not containing any artificial sweeteners, flavorings, colorings. It's non-GMO, gluten-free, and vegetarian. Like I said, we love these, especially the, the REM sleep. Sleep like a baby whenever we take them. You got to go try it. It is HealthyCell.com. That is HealthyCell.com. Use code NEWS for 20% off your first order.
Very recently, Dinesh D'Souza released his documentary, 2000 Mules, which examines potential voter fraud during the 2020 election. Uh, I want to play a, a quick little excerpt from the film where Dinesh and other notable conservatives uh, were watching security footage of drop boxes that were captured during the election. Watch. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> Right, right, right. This is, seems silly, but somebody asked me, they go, how do we know this is not normal mail? This is a ballot drop box. Right. Okay, this is not the mailbox right, where, right. You, where you write your mom. She's got gloves on. She's got gloves on. And what does she do with the gloves? Ooh. Whoopsie daisy. Hang on, she walked straight past that cannon and didn't you see You gotta it. show that again. It's hilarious. <laughs> look, look, she just walks in. So this is not the first time she's done that. No. So that one was in Georgia, is that right? Yes. yes. So in Georgia, it is illegal to turn in anyone but yourself or your family member's ballot. It is that's illegal. Right. It right. is illegal. Right. So forget the outcome. That's an illegal practice, what you just saw. That's right. Video number two. Dog guy. This is called dog guy. He's taking pictures. Why would you do that? So you get paid. paid. That's business. This is business. Uh, this documentary also features anonymous interviews of people who claim to have been paid to illegally deposit ballots in drop boxes. Uh, the organization True the Vote also uh, obtained cell phone geolocation data and tracked these mules going back and forth between nonprofit organizations and ballot drop boxes. Uh, some visited these drop boxes as many as 20 to 30 times, often in the middle of the night, which is referred to in the film as ballot trafficking. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza theorizes that just two. Mules in the swing states would have been enough to swing the election to Joe Biden. Now, I want to I, I want to let you guys speak on this, but I do want to get into a few of the, you know, you know, the left is out in full force trying to gaslight you once again, tell you that what you're hearing isn't true and tr try to fact check it away. So there was an AP fact check that came out that said that, well, you know, geolocation data is too imprecise to be able to track them and prove that they visited the drop boxes because it can only reliably, reliably track you within a few meters, uh, not close enough to know if you actually went all the way to that drop box. Well, uh, just like to point out, they did use geolocation data to, uh, to, to get the suspects from January 6th. So apparently it was precise enough to do that. Uh, but True the Vote only looked at the geodata of people who visited 10 or more drop boxes. So what, like, that would be quite the coincidence uh, to have all of that going on. And they were just going to those 10 different locations that just happened to be just within a few meters nearby these drop boxes, but definitely wasn't the drop box. Uh, and as you saw, there was security footage of people wearing gloves, photographing the ballots uh, before they deposit them. Um, so look, there's a lot there I could keep getting into, but it's just, it's, it's very sad that you can't even have this conversation of voter fraud because when you bring up stuff like this, you're told that it's another conspiracy theory. It doesn't exist. You're lying. Um, and there's literally video evidence proving that. Now, if you want to have the argument that it didn't swing the election, fine, let's have that argument. Yeah. But like, let's talk about the provable voter fraud that we have going on. We can't even look into it. We can't ask any questions. Gee, I wonder which side is guilty and which side isn't. Yeah, it was one thing, you know, when you talk to minion machines and it goes over the, the average American's head and what happened, Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell and those things, right? They talk geolocation. You just watch video footage. Mm -hmm. 
which we can just tag on their facial recognition. And all of a sudden, we can, we can track that woman anywhere in that city with, with, with cameras on traffic lights or whatever. So forget about geolocation, it's actual footage. And I want you to believe that what you see, you're not seeing. We mm -hmm. will tell you what you're seeing. You did not just see what you just saw. You saw a monkey in Africa swimming from a tree, whatever you saw. You saw something different. You saw a woman drop her kid off at kindergarten. You did not just see a woman with gloves. Don't believe your lying eyes. You can't believe your lying mm -hmm. eyes. But, but Sarah, I want to maybe, I don't hope I don't upset you guys, but I want to go a step further. This footage is not new. Thank you, Dinesh. Thank you. Yeah. But the GOP yeah. has had this footage before Trump left the White House. This footage is not new. It's been in the hands of the GOP for a long time. So yes, yes, I want to point finger and blame to the people that coerce the Soroses, the Zucker boxes, because every legal ballot box is under camera surveillance. So the Zucker boxes and all those things, maybe not. But I always turn it back and go, where were we in the fight as a unit, as a party? Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, the leaders of the party, no, you ostracized the dude. You made him leave the White House by himself with his wife, and you just abandoned him. You've been sitting on this like you sat on the president's son's illicit activities with the FBI. No, we need to take some ownership in the GOP on this, too. The left roll this over on us because they know they can. So let me, I, I want to, Eric, I want to get your thoughts. But, Yaku, just, just a quick yes or no. Did, do you think they only went along with it because it was Donald Trump? The GOP? I'm going to make a radical statement to tell you that the GOP wanted Trump out of the White House. Right. So it's because it was Trump that 100%. they didn't fight back. Eric, yes. what are your thoughts? Look, I think as technology continues to get better um, and better or worse, it's going to uncover a lot of stuff in various practices. Mm -hmm. um, we just have more proof than what, like, you know, they're going through the the 90s and the earlier 2000s where, yeah, you had people that have phones and all of that, but it wasn't to the degree of what they have right now, where it's basically in the, it's a mini computer that's in the pocket of almost every individual uh, in this country when we're here, no matter what their like economic situation is. So there's various ways to catch or likely someone could catch something uh, that happened. Oddly enough, you can even see like a basketball game. You remember that crazy person that was yeah. like act animal activist was running in on a playoff game. Mm -hmm. And then like I like within a day, there's like 12 different angles of that yes. that various people were just happened to be shooting of that same occurrence where the security guard was like, it's like he's running tape, like he knew he was, she was about to do it. And he jumped out on like there were so many different angles that you, you saw that from. And it just goes to show that it's very hard to, uh, you know, keep a lot of stuff under wraps. Now, I'm under the impression now whether I can prove it or not is a completely different thing. But I'm under the impression that in some way, shape or form, definitely as you did when you're dealing with like technology, I don't for once believe that every single election in this country that has gone by, there's not been some sort of corruption involved Everyone. in it one way right. or another. Everyone. I think just right now it's more eyes on it um, and, and it's, it's easier to, to put a spotlight on it than what you had before. Well, they also changed the policies the, because of COVID to make it potentially much easier for them that's to be that, able to do it. So you maybe get more of it. Correct. You know what I mean? So absolutely, that's completely true. So I think Americans 
no matter what side of the aisle that you're from, should probably abandon the idea of what they like to sow a safe and secure election. Like you just think about how incompetent the government is just by itself. Not not talking about voting. They jack up on a lot of stuff. They're inefficient in virtually everything and incentivizes that. Why on earth would the elections be any different? That's my question. Uh, Well, I just want to point out before we go to break, uh, Joe Biden did tell us that they built the most extensive voter fraud system System. in the history of the country. So, I mean, we have it right there from the men. (laughs) Now we know like president in history. Yeah. uh, Anyway, I do recommend that uh, you guys go watch that documentary if you have not yet. Good stuff in there. We'll be right back. New press secretary Karine Jean-Pierre had uh, her first challenge from Peter Ducey yesterday. And I got to say, I want to play it for you guys, but I got to say, I think it made the left really miss Jen Psaki and it made the right like really excited about what's to come because this is going to be a hell of a ride with this woman. Watch. Uh, The president's Twitter account posted the other day, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Mm -hmm. How does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation? Um, So are you talking about a specific tweet? He tweeted, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Look, you know, we have talked about um, we have talked about this this past year uh, mm-hmm. about um, making sure that the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share, okay. um, and that is important to do, and uh, mm-hmm. that is something that uh, you know the president has been you know working on uh, every day when we talk about inflation and lowering costs, and mm-hmm. so it's very important uh, that uh, you know as we're seeing costs rise, uh, as we're talking mm-hmm. about how to you know uh, you know build a, a, a America. That's safe. That's equal for everyone. It doesn't leave everyone behind. Mm, that is an important part but, of that as well. Wait, but what does that have to do about inflation? I never heard the answer. In fact, Peter Ducey comes back in the full clip. We can't. It's too long to play. Uh, he comes back and says, like, but but what does that have to do? How does that? How does having the wealthy give more in taxes? help with inflation and she's like well look firefighters and police officers uh have to have to eat dinner oh my (laughs) gosh wait what what are you talking about oh it was so good and this is what happens when you hire someone because they check all the boxes because how the hell are you gonna fire her you can't be the one to fire the first openly gay black woman press secretary you can't do that you just gotta go with her product of affirmative action in this country you can't fire affirmative action so good what's the qualification listen if that woman worked for la madeline restaurants the menu of the day would be word soup okay (laughs) that's what you would have words to look it, it's insane that someone is standing in the white house and does not understand the principle of inflation the principle of tax does not know that a very small portion of americans carry this country on their back by paying taxes does not understand what disproportionately the wealthy actually contributes to more tax and definitely does not understand if you lower tax you increase productivity which lowers cost with which then by default over time lowers inflation so look no they want to print money uh, by the way if they tax the wealthy the, the ultra wealthy what they talk about it wouldn't make a dent 
in the inflation no. they're creating by playing Monopoly and running the printing press. No, they, I mean, they wouldn't be wealthy anymore. Just everyone would be poor. So good, good job. Good work, Democrats. She's uh, economic illiterate, um, for lack of better terms. But to be fair, all of them are economic no, illiterate. Good point. If you ask your average American right now if that made any sense, uh, they would probably think like, yeah, maybe, I, I guess, yeah, tax the rich, blah, blah, blah. Not understanding that that's stupid. And I'm sorry, I got to put one in here, but they're jackasses, for lack of better Eric, terms. we were doing so well. I understand that, but I can't I can't call them something else. What else am I supposed to call them other than that? Now, I call, now if it was my show, everybody here knows I'd be calling yeah, them something else. Yeah, so I said me calling them a jackass. Actually, that was actually very tame. tame. Exactly. That's tame <laughs> very compared tame to what I call them. But these economic illiterates, they don't understand how money in itself works. I know. Even the economists don't, the Keynesians that work for them don't understand yeah. how it works. So yeah, to the stupid person, it sounds like, oh, well, you just somehow give the government uh, more, more of the rich people's money and then somehow that's going to give buying power back into the hands of the uh, money hold. What? It doesn't make any sense. Who's overspending. Never, They're not talking about not spending Well, it doesn't anymore. like, obviously the spending issue isn't a thing. I mean, you could tax them 100% and uh, all the wealthy people 100% and you wouldn't really put a debt, not in a debt, and you certainly wouldn't put in a debt uh, in a deficit uh, uh, the amount of money that they're spending right now that they know that they're not going to get, but they spend it anyway. This is just simply re a result of, you talk about uh, printing press, that's what's basically happened. You have 40 to 50% of the money supply, whatever the actual number is that was just printed within the last few years. That's your result. Your government's spending record uh, record numbers. They know they don't got the money. They still spend it anyway. You only got one really Republican that's in the that's in there. Two of them, if you consider the House, is in the Senate the House. One by the name of Rand Paul, Libertarian. The other, Tom, Thomas Massey, Libertarian. It's just funny how that just aligns uh, so well. Where they're the ones that are like, hey, guys, the money's not there. We don't got the money. We don't have the money, but we're going to spend it anyway. And then we're going to sell off the assets of unborn people, which is going to punish every individual in this country and every uh, individual going into the future. This is this is an issue that I don't think that people understand is a very serious one that is. I think we're just getting started. Yeah. If you have not invested in uh, other other avenues, be it in gold, a little bit silver, coin, silver, silver, whatever it is, I suggest that you actually seriously look into that. This is not a sustainable practice. Did I control? Did you say that jackasses is not it is allowed? Oh, you're good. I'm good. You're good, Eric. You're good. It's allowed. The jar stays on the table. It doesn't go home with you. All right. We no gotta, shame. We've got to take a break. We'll for the right ripper. <laughs> it's like, I mean, no thanks. got a few minutes left here, uh, but uh, wanted to share with you Jordan Peterson, who is in, I guess, hot water with the left today after tweeting in response to plus size model Yumi News cover of Sports Illustrated. Sorry, not beautiful. And no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. Obviously, this is, a, like I said, a plus size model on the cover of the swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated. She does not play. Uh, she does not play any sports. She's not an athlete. She is not fit at all. I'm not like fat shaming her. I'm just saying she is like she's a plus size model. So she's I'll not fat shame her. She's, she's, she's fat, not fit. And she needs to fix that. But we got about a minute left. So, gentlemen, please. so I'm similar. I, I, I look. 
if you want to call me fat phobic, whatever, that's fine. Uh, this is not something that is good for you. Uh, we need more people to actually address this issue. It comes with actual other medical issues. People, you want to talk about putting a burden on the medical system. Yeah. That's something that we need to actually address. The yeah. fact that they're trying to normalize this bad behavior, because it does say a lot about a person that allows themselves to get to that level. It says a lot about them. This is something that actually needs to be addressed seriously. It's one thing if you prefer that. I'm black. There's some brothers out there that actually prefer a woman with <laughs> meat on. I ain't want them, but prefer a lot of meat on them. But that don't mean that's healthy. It's Sports yeah. Illustrated. Yeah. Yeah. No. Again, they use sports. I mean, they've sports have gone so woke. They've infiltrated sports. It should be an athlete on the cover. It's Sports Illustrated for crying out loud. Look, they're just in that bandwagon of Victoria's Secret and Calvin Klein with the pregnant dude on the bed. And I mean, like, look, at this point, you just lo- you laugh at these jokers. It's a joke. It I mean- is a joke. Well said, guys. Thanks for being here. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.